Dr. Amy King, otherwise known as Dr. Amy, and this podcast is The Most Important Medicine. If you're a physician or healthcare provider, this podcast is for you. This is where we learn about trauma-informed medicine and ways to build resilience in healthcare organizations. We do this through stories, the stories of yours and other professionals and patients. We listen to each other to transform medicine with compassion and curiosity about what it means to be a trauma-informed practice or provider. Every time you join me, I want you to hear practical information and leave with tangible tools that you can use with patients right away. So today, friends, this is a bit of a behind the scenes with Dr. Amy and my team in terms of what we've been up to in the world of trauma-informed medicine and spaces. And this podcast may be a little bit shorter. For those of you that um, carve out time in your day and you're driving to work, this would be a perfect little drive to work episode. Um, It has been busy here at my business and I wanna celebrate a couple of things. And I have just been extra busy this spring because I am celebrating my daughter's senior year. And on top of everything else, this weekend is prom. So we have just been busy. Um, I wanted to just start by saying thank you for all of the support for this podcast. The stories that are being featured and listened to mean the world to me. Um, The Most Important Medicine podcast was just featured on the Doctors Channel, which is part of the Health Podcast Network. And so if you are listening and you are interested in other podcasts that are specifically related to medicine and healthcare, there are just incredible Uh, podcasts and podcast hosts that are on that platform. Again, it's the Healthcare Podcast Network. I'll link to it in the show notes, but within there is the Doctors Channel. And that's where a recent episode of mine with Dr. Richard Stone was featured. And if you remember that episode, he was the director for the VA during the height of the pandemic and the rollout of everything. So really, really interesting interview with him. Anyway, what I was saying is that I just am loving doing this podcast. I love hearing from all of you and about how this podcast has changed your life. I've had physicians who've heard about the podcast now from literally all over the world, um, as far away as from Germany most recently. I had another provider from Wisconsin who just said that it's transforming how he practices medicine. So Oh, I can't even tell you, just that one comment makes this all worth it. If you are listening to the podcast, would you do me a favor and just leave a review? It would mean the world to me. It lets other people know that this exists and how you're utilizing this in different aspects of how you practice medicine. So um, I would love it if you wrote a review. That'd be fabulous. And in the next couple of weeks, we have some really incredible people coming down the pipeline. So I want to reflect, like I said, on a few things that are happening at um, my business here at Dr. Amy and team, which all affect how I work and how we think about responding to trauma in healthcare spaces. So in the past six days, if you can believe it, I've done seven trainings in the last six days, which means yes, on one day, it was extra busy. I had three trainings in one day, one in person and two virtually. And that's what this past week has been for me. Plus, if you're like me, right? Also momming and wifing and all the other things that I know you all deal with and that I do as well. So I thought I would just take a moment 
to highlight a few things that I'm doing that lets you know just a little bit more about my work in this field. So um, first of all, this next week, I'm gonna be wrapping up a four part series with an FQHC. For those of you that aren't familiar with that term, it's a federally qualified health center. And by the end of our time together, we will have trained 800 healthcare professionals about staff vitality, about wellness, about acknowledging the collective traumas that have occurred over the past several years. It has been life-giving to me and I know has meant so much to the folks at this FQHC. Federally qualified health centers have primary care doctors, nurses, dentists, optometrists, clinical pharmacists, and they often serve underserved populations. And certainly the one that I've been working with here in Portland works and changes the life, um, the lives of their patients really. Two of the main focuses of the, this four-part training for them has been identifying collective trauma and also just redefining their purpose. Um, I'm sure like all of you coming out of a pandemic has really created a lot of vicarious trauma. And so we really have just been spending some time reconciling and creating narratives around the trauma and then refocusing around their mission and vision and purpose for the work that they do. I did an exercise with them called Finding Your Why, which leads to this larger discussion too about organizational wellness and organizational why, if you will, otherwise known as the vision and mission of a business. But we have to start off with their why first. So what I do with them is I talk to them about what they do for a living, but more important, why they do what they do. Because the why is really what makes you engage in the work that you do every day. I tell them it's like what gets you out of bed in the morning, right? It's what motivates you to go in and do the work that doesn't necessarily feel like work because you love it so much. Or you love what you're working for or with whom. It can be as straightforward as uh, my why is I got to pay the bills, which is totally legitimate. Or mo more profound, such as, um, you know, this week I heard a behavioral health consultant say, I want to make amends for my own substance use and the hurt that I have done. And so now I give back and I work with others. Your why is important to identify. And I had the privilege and honor of doing this with 800 health professionals over the last week. My why is less aloneness in the world. That's why I created the podcast. It's why I work with folks. Um, I teach and train and work with people to really validate their experiences with my own humanity and background so that we all feel less alone. So many of you, when you respond to my newsletter, for instance, say, oh my gosh, you make it just seem like we all go through these things. And that's really what I want for people. I want people to know you're not alone in the messiness of working in healthcare, of difficult and complex patients, but also the intersections of doing that while being a working parent, a partner, somebody who's trying to give back to a larger community. I want us to feel more connected and less alone. When we're in community, we are less alone. When someone says, I see you, we are less alone. When we ask for help, when we reach out, when we show vulnerability, when we have tough, brave conversations, we're saying, we're in this together. 
And that's one of the biggest reasons I created this podcast so that we could have more reach into the world. People would learn about trauma-informed care, of course, yes. But also in listening to people's stories, they would say, oh my gosh, that's me. I am a family practice doc in rural medicine, or I am that urologist who was struggling, or I am the pediatrician who's trying to create resilience in children. And you're hearing those stories on this podcast, and that's a way of being together as well and feeling less alone. So this past week, as I was doing the finding the why exercise, I just I saw tears and witnessed people share stories and openness and with so much love that like then my why was more full. It was overflowing. And what I know for sure is just that we need community so much. We need each other. And people need us to model relationships that allow humanity and courage to show up in those spaces just perfectly imperfect. Uh, another community I get to be part of, which is not part of Dr. Amy LLC, but it is um, a give back that I do is facilitate a weekly group for Physicians Anonymous. And I will link up to Physicians Anonymous in the show notes, but I have the pleasure of co-hosting Physicians Anonymous with a friend of mine and pediatrician, his name is Joe Sherman. And we just get to sit in stories with other physicians that are struggling every week. Um, the goal of Physicians Anonymous is to decrease physician burnout and suicide. And it feels incredible to be part of that community and to witness the story of the brave souls who walk into those meetings, uh, not literally, but virtually every single week. So I'll link up to Physicians Anonymous in the show notes as well. Another community that I get to be part of is in my own learning collaborative that I host called the Provider Lounge. It is physicians and behavioral health consultants and nurses and other providers who gather monthly inside of our learning collaborative to build resilience, learn about relational health, learn about trauma-informed medicine. Uh, this month, we covered the topics of regulation and attunement, and that was a really important part of understanding trauma-informed medicine, because if we're not regulated physically and emotionally, then we really can't learn or be in a relational state. And this is obviously critically important in medicine and the relationship you have with your patients. So that was what we focused on this week was just how to be regulated, what, what creates regulation, what does it look like when someone's dysregulated? But we had a couple of guests this week because we always put out an offer for any of you that are listening to come and join us for a provider lounge meeting. You can come anytime and just see what it's about. I really encourage you to do so. You can go to my website and come for free. I'll put the link in the show notes. But this year we've talked about grief. We've talked about boundaries. We've talked about positive childhood experiences. In the upcoming months, we're going to talk about how we resist re-traumatization how we engage in parenting after trauma, both from an adult provider perspective, like what survivors wish providers know, and also from the perspective of a child. So if you haven't had a chance to come and check out a meeting in the provider lounge, oh, please come and be part of our community. You get continuing medical education, you get to be with peers. It's so validating and so supportive. So please do join us. And then finally, I wanted to tell you all about an incredible, I don't even have words right now, you can tell, incredible experience I had earlier this week. 
hosting a retreat at my farm um, to really do a deep dive with physicians and nurse practitioners around my curriculum called Cards for Connection. My heart is just bursting, bursting with joy. Uh, it happened to be gorgeously sunny out here in Oregon, which was just what literally the doctors ordered. We had had months and months and months in buckets of rain. And then the sun was shining and warm and the skies opened up and we got to dive deep into this curriculum. The cards really came out of um, a request from providers to have more prescriptive ways to build resilience, social, emotional health, and relational health at every patient encounter. So they're used for medical providers. I also have educators now using the cards for connection, but they are meant to mitigate stress and trauma by using efficacious interventions, trauma-informed interventions. And for those of you who are in the behavioral health or psychology world, you'll recognize things like parent-child interaction therapy approaches and circle of security and trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy. So we take these efficacious interventions and I pair them with what I know builds attachment, attunement, relational health, um, bridges gaps for social emotional health. And then I kind of have made them into these very practical three to five minute interventions that physicians can use, nurses can use, healthcare professionals, early childhood educators. But each card showcases an efficacious trauma-informed intervention that's straightforward and easy to implement. And it really bridges the gap for so many providers between you know, obviously needing to prevent harm, but also the gap of mental health resources that are felt by so many people right now. And you don't have to be a therapist. Um, they focus on relational health and um, social emotional health at all ages. And so the cards are just incredible and they've been so well received by physicians who are being trained. Uh, just a couple of little anecdotes. Uh, I just can't help but share, but I, I teach them this intervention called the I love you no matter what ritual and we model that and we practice what that looks like on little kids and teenagers. Um, we practice another one called worry pie that just helps them talk to their um, patients about stress and how we compartmentalize stress. And then one of my signature interventions that are in the cards for connection called the circles of support, which really help patients build their village of support. We know it's a number one predictor for long-term health for folks. And so I want providers and educators to have really accessible ways to teach and talk to kids and families about this. I could go on and on about the cards. I'm telling you, I'm just so excited to have a product that's available with curriculum. Um, but the retreat oh, was incredible. If you haven't had a chance to come to a retreat at my farm, I would love for you to sign up and join us or ask to join the wait list. You can zip me an email, amy at dramyllc.com. But the retreat attendees gained so much insight and tools and had spacious time to practice and ask questions. And we cried together and laughed together and breathed and soaked in the sun. And they got to do yoga and go for farm walks. And, you know, mostly we just held space for one another and learned valuable tools to create relational and social emotional health for kids. It was just so amazing. My heart and, and mind are still humming with excitement and gratitude for their willingness to dive in. Um, and to be honest, maybe some of you are thinking about this, even as you listen to what I've been talking about, you know, whether it's an in-person training or the provider lounge or the cards for connections, just like 
we don't have a lot of time as providers. I, I recognize there are barriers to this. Um, not a lot of time, a lot of burnout that so many of you are experiencing, the bureaucracy of payment and implementing tool, new tools and or coming to a meeting when you already have a busy schedule, right? But what I noticed is that throughout our time together, whether it's in the provider lounge and we're talking about regulation and grief or loss, or when we do the retreats and we focus on the curriculum around cards for connection, is that confidence gets built and insight gets increased. And pretty soon you see these like incredibly dedicated professionals removing those barriers and responding because this is the stuff that creates hope. This really is the most important medicine. They end up feeling more competent with their tools, armed with guidance for their patients that they so desperately need right now. And they are really becoming champions to transform medicine. Relational health and resilience building, it really is the most important thing we can be doing for kids and families in medicine right now. And it, I feel just so honored to be able to teach part of that. So if you're interested in learning more about Cards for Connection for your organization or healthcare setting or even educational setting, I have so many early educators and nurse home visitors reach out about these. Um, just reach out to me, zip me an email. I would love to host a training or a retreat for your organization. I feel so passionately that we need to transform what we do for kids and families by building resilience and focusing on relational health. So I set up discovery calls all the time to talk with practice managers and insurance companies, CCOs and providers to learn more about this curriculum. So I'd love to hear from you. And just as a little inside information, we had videographers come to this last retreat, not because I'm so amazing that I had to be recorded, but because I am committed to making sure these cards reach more people. And so we had this incredible team from Red Fred, I'll link up to their business in the show notes as well, but uh, come and record the two days of our training so that we could put all of this learning into online modules for those of you that would rather just learn online, self-paced on your own. So more to come on that. Um, anyway, I just want to express gratitude for these opportunities. Just doing this podcast for the last eight months now has been incredible that thousands of people are inviting me into their homes, into their cars, into their earbuds as you're walking and listening and giving up time. In this last week, ugh, training and coaching and consultation, I have my own business coach. And this last Friday, we estimated that I trained about 400 people just in this past week. And that's exciting. Like, don't get me wrong. In and of itself, that is exciting. But between that, plus all of the patients that they see, plus the reach on the podcast, between all of those nurses and home visitors and educators and dentists and behavioral health consultants and paraeducators, oh my gosh, I got to reach folks who go on to impact hundreds, if not thousands of families. And wow, I mean, I'm so grateful to connect with all of you, your patients, your students, your families, your communities. I just, it feels surreal to me sometimes if I'm honest. So seven trainings, six days podcasts, it just leads me to my final point here today that I want to share with all of you. And that is, 
I hope as you move throughout your week this week that you too find connection. If not in the provider lounge, somewhere with your family, with friends. Um, I really want less aloneness. It's, it's how we heal is through connected relationships. So if you're a healthcare provider, join us at the provider lounge. If you wanna learn about more about trauma-informed medicine, keep listening to the podcast. If you wanna join me for a half day or a full day retreat, I'll come to you or you come to the farm, but let's make it happen because we really need to be in connected communities and relationships. We can do this. We can transform what things look like for your patients, for, for kids, for families that you work with. I am so grateful for all that you do in this world and for inviting me into this space with you. So that's all for now, friends. I will see you next week, same time. Well, that's it, friends. If you like what you're hearing in this space, I invite you to join us in the Provider Lounge, a learning collaborative to build resilience. It's an incredible group of physicians who meet monthly, get CME, and lean into conversations about trauma, resilience, and other tough topics. This is the most important medicine. Keep listening to other people's stories and let them transform you. And keep sharing your own, because your humanity will heal others. We'll talk soon.